It is nice that Mrs. Obama turned around and said, "I'm sure you're carrying the phone or the camera." I said, "Yes." <laughs> so he, she told the butler, "Take a picture of three of us." Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Behind the Shadi. Actually, 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 this is not another episode. This is a legendary episode of Behind the Shadi. Now, if you'd have told me, say, when we started this podcast a few months ago, that I would be able to interview someone who fed Barack Obama or the chef that got caught in the 2611 disaster and Hotel Mumbai the film was based on him. If you'd have told me I would do this, I would have said you're an idiot. But I'm so glad that today this podcast has been doing so well that I've had the opportunity to meet this person and you're going to hear everything about this. I really hope you like this episode. Please make sure to go and hear the entire episode. He's got great things, especially that entire ep- that entire segment of when he spoke about Barack Obama and the the entire thing that that interaction with him it gave me goosebumps. So check it out. This is a really really special episode to me, and we have Hemant Oberoi. Actually, wait. the legendary chef Hemant Oberoi on behind the shadi amazing um and for everyone watching also um i think i'm just glad that i get the chance to do this um this started in the peak of lockdown this podcast and uh, today i'm sitting here and i think if i were starting this podcast i would have never realized i would gotten chance to do this uh, i've read your story all over the internet and and it's beautiful but today we're focusing on something even more than that and uh, I, it's just my honor to welcome you sir thank you so much um can i call you chef or do i call you sir or can what can i call you anything is fine <laughs> <laughs> so we have chef hemant oberoi with us and um, it's unbelievable sir i want to just start by asking you how long has it been how long has the journey been it started in uh, 1974 mm-hmm. and now we are into 21 So it's been almost forty-seven years. Oh, that's that's beautiful. Did you always want to be a chef? No. What was it? What was the original plan? You see, I I wanted to be a doctor because the days we were growing up, every family always said, either you become a doctor or you become an engineer. Otherwise, the third thing was something else. Mm-hmm. But the preference was given was. a doctor or an engineer and uh, yes uh, i did my pre medical and um, wanted to be a doctor but as uh, the destiny would have it and uh, the whole university got split into two parts at that time so probably i didn't get into it my colleagues who got less marks than me they got into the university and they were doctors wow okay so 
then i wanted to be a army officer i think you've got the voice for it though and uh, i wanted to be army officer because uh, 65 war when it was taking place we were right on the border okay and as i was growing about where was, was this though firozpur okay and i was 11 years old and i saw one of the mornings the bombardment taking place and the sound of guns and fire coming and uh, i used to go and fetch the milk in the morning fresh milk and i went out like casually and uh, my father ran after me and he just pushed me to the ground and there was a huge bomb falling just about 50 70 meters away from us oh my god it exploded and we just survived because he pushed me down oof and about 4 5 days i saw the bombardment shelling firing everything taking place and we were there we were still there we were helping the soldiers move to the front sometimes we would go and give the food to the soldiers wow and uh, sometimes i'll go to the station to give food to my dad okay so that was a kind of a situation so i thought let me become a army officer let me kind of take a revenge and work something for the country and uh, but then i appeared for upsc i went for ssb interviews like they say again the destiny everything eludes you i felt very sick in the ssb interviews and they said no you have to repeat the entire thing mm. i said no way and then i entered my sister told me there's a catering college thing coming up do you want to do that i go to delhi appear for this institute of hotel management uh-huh. and entered the industry still never wanted to be a chef wow so i've had a similar journey also i also wanted to join the armed forces i was fascinated by the armed forces because my godfather is an ex navy commodore and i just i just loved something about being in that space i think it was beautiful yeah it is it is it's amazing to see all my maternal uncles everybody is in the army navy air force wow so so you've got you've got that uh, army wala khoon is that absolutely absolutely my mother side everybody was in the army wow and i think you know whoever i've spoken to in on this podcast right everyone started in one direction and then ended up in a completely different direction so even even for me for example i've said this a few times on the podcast i was um i wanted to join the army and then someone saw me in college and said no no you can speak english properly so go on stage and that's that's how it started but but i'm assuming things were very different back in time you know oh yes things were very very different and um, our industry was not looked upon very nicely mm. those days mm. and the moment uh, i was selected uh, in taj as a chef as a young trainee chef and uh, saw the people in my own uh, relatives and they said oh after all your cook only na but before we move to that right you have a very fun story of your placement what is that it is that you know we have the campus interviews everybody comes to the campus and um, everybody came ITC or ITDC 
the, that time IDC was not into the hotels. Correct. And we had uh, ITDC, which is a Shokar government-run hotels. And uh, Oberoi's, they came for the interview. They shortlisted us. They gave us a letter. You're shortlisted for... Uh, and they didn't write my surname. Oh, okay. Why? Because there had to be only one Oberoi. Are you serious? Yes. So they said, no, we have so many other Oberoi's also, but they can't write this surname Oberoi. I said, look, there has to be my own identity. Hmm. I'm sorry, I will join a place where I must have my own identity. Wow. To take that call at that time. Yeah. yeah. So next week was uh, Taj people coming. And here I appeared for the interview, not even knowing that I'm appearing for to be a chef. In fact, the head of the cookery department, he pushed me literally inside. He says, I have told them that you're very good at cooking mm -hmm. and you can be a good chef. And I said, I've hardly attended practicals also. Yeah, I was coming to that. Were you like very like focused or were you like a college scholar or a topper? No. No, <laughs> I wasn't. This is Hemant Oberoi, the Hemant Oberoi telling us. I was not a topper. I, I've been a very practical person in my life. Mm -hmm. My thre theoretical knowledge was okay, okay. It was a majamasti in those days. I was part of the union. Oh, college okay. Union. Okay. So you get some benefits. Mm. And. Uh, that's what it was, some practicals I attended, some, but whichever practicals I attended, I attended nicely. I did the job which was assigned to me. I did the cooking because I said I want to do the best. Mm. And that's what probably a head of the cookery department saw it and, and he says, I told them you can be a good chef. And uh, the managing director, the general manager of Taj, and everybody was there in the interviews. And unfortunately, they asked the wrong questions. For me, it was... Uh, like what? Like what? They asked me, do you know how to make a pepper steak? I said, I've never seen beef in my life. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, MD asked me, do you know how to make a dosa? I said... I've eaten a few times, but uh, in Delhi, you are asking a Punjabi guy, you know, how to make a dosa, which nobody makes at home in those days. Correct. And I said, no, sir, you asked me about chicken curry, butter chicken, <laughs> or the chicken, what about the dishes taught in college? I'm okay with that, but these dishes, I said, if I knew everything, will I join you as a trainee? Hmm. So the general manager got very legitimate. I think you talk beyond your this thing. And uh, thank you so much. I came out thinking this is the end. We're waiting like how the students wait outside for the result to come out. And I still remember that day in Kutab Hotel, hmm. we were waiting outside and the MD, Mr. Kerga, came out and the general manager also came out. He's reading out the names. And suddenly the MD comes out. Hey, you, see you in Mumbai. Straight away? Yeah. And I was standing behind, like a backbencher. I had no chance. Hmm. 
I said, yeah, yeah you come see you in Mumbai. Were you, were you like shocked or what, what was the reaction at that time? And um, I don't know, it was a mixed reaction. So fine. And the guys who had done the best of the interview, they were not selected. So I was wondering on what basis I was like, anyway, mm. it was next to next day. I took Rajdhani Express and I'm wow. in Mumbai. That was, that was 28th start. May, 74. That was the start of a magnificent journey. Did you ever happen to ask this general manager why he selected you in the first place? The general manager never selected me. Oh. It was the managing director who selected me. <laughs> but but did you ever this thing? Because I'm assuming I'm assuming today if I went to an interview and I said all of this stuff, I would have been kicked out of the interview a long time, like in the first two questions. You know, I, I think the vision and the foresight of that managing director mm. still in this industry, mm. if there is a guy over a hotelier. There have been two hoteliers only. Mm. Mr. Ajit Kerkar and MS Obroya. Okay. Correct. Rest, all IRM, IRM. Mm. They were the people who brought this hotel industry name to this country. Correct. True. Taj Hotels and Obroya Hotels are the pioneers. Of course. You can't take it away from them. Yeah. They were visionaries. When we joined one hotel company, Today, Taj is about 140 hotels. Yeah, and magnificent properties all magnificent of them. Magnificent properties all over the world. Obro is the same thing. Correct. So these, these people are the hotel, a lot to learn from them. Mm. And his vision and mind it, it didn't end over there. I joined. Within three months, I was in a place in Shamiana, which was a coffee shop. And suddenly the orders were coming for dosas from MD's office. Okay. One dosa after 10 minutes, another one, another time. So I started learning the dosas. Yeah, after one, two months, he asked somebody okay, who's making it. They said, he is that train. Oh, then he would order more. He would <laughs> take a bite and... Uh, and one day I went, I said, I hope the dosas are fine. Finally, you learned it. <laughs> I said, yeah, I told you. Once I join, then uh, there's no looking back. And and Tachud, he was my mentor. He was my guide. Whichever way, if I made a mistake, he guided me. And when I was the youngest guy, two years and 11 months old, and he called me one day and he said, you move as an executive chef. I said, yeah. he says, Oman, we are taking up a project. Wow. And you go as a head chef. I said, two years, 11 months. I am raw. Mm. He said, no, no, you go, you can do it. So were you nervous when, when he offered you that opportunity? To be very frank, yes. Okay. But I thought it is a great challenge. You land up in a country where in that place only heads of states would come. Yeah. And uh, you are dealing with the, either the prime minister, president, foreign ministers or the senior dignitaries and a challenge in meeting those demands, mm. coming to that level of the state banquets. 
but i think i learned a lot in that also so as a as a as a fellow um person who's lived in oman i think that's a fabulous country by the way it's beautiful okay, country it is a beautiful country beautiful country and yeah. um i mean so i want to kind of now take it from you know your entire stint in oman you know where you you did some fabulous work um and move to a little more about what the podcast is also in terms of weddings right so can you tell us um when was like the first wedding that they said no we want hemant obroy only to do it you see it was uh, probably when i came back i took over taj as executive chef in probably in 85 86 that era and the uh, weddings were happening you know one or the other wedding will happen and everything will happen some menus were done by my predecessor who was um, still looking after um, he was director operations of that region and um, probably that gentleman made some mistakes in somewhere okay and um, the ball bounced back in my court and um, i did the corrective action at that time not um, to demean anybody or nothing out that sort and uh, then came the bigger challenges of the wedding suddenly the weddings of uh, kumar mangam birla was taking place wow suddenly the wedding in the diamond market was a big thing this is the 80s or the 70s 80s, 80s right yeah yeah 80s and uh, the diamond market was just booming oh, to big way oh my and uh, the bigger weddings like um, goenka wedding and uh, the wedding of bharatcha mm. in vankhede stadium 25000 people and uh, those kind of weddings came up and uh, we lived up to the challenges and uh, we did the functions in a different manner mm. presenting a different kind of um, not the really matra paneer kind of a food and you know it was a challenge to bring the lebanese cuisine culture at that time even nobody to sell knew. it to like audiences here yeah, yes. yeah of course nobody knew about the middle eastern food in those days over here mm. they didn't they had heard about hummus taina but nobody ever had a restaurant where hummus taina was available yeah And what was the food scene like back in the 80s like i genuinely want to know because i feel i feel today people are even more informed because of the restaurants that are there yeah. so they expect better at weddings or you know more yeah. accessible foods what was the food scene like back in the 80s it was still khaybars gelot mm. volgas okay still around more indian food china garden had come up as a chinese restaurant and it was more of indo chinese little bit of western hmm. but not intricate world cuisine not cuisines. intricate uh, this thing as a, the things were changing the old classical french food was there rendezvous as a restaurant hmm. but slowly it was dying so i have my challenges were different that i had to redo the zodiac grill a new avatar of rendezvous had come up i had to bring a lebanese restaurant in the form of souk wow so everybody said this food will not work mm. all my colleagues in a meeting they said i i in fact threw a challenge to them i said if this doesn't work i will resign 
Wow, it's like an all-in situation now. And I said, if this works, I think all of you must go. Okay. And I said, and I was young. When you are young, you are a little more agitated with the challenges. And, and I said, I do not need any sales and marketing help to bring this restaurant. Hmm. I said, I will not take anybody's help. I'll open this restaurant my way. Okay. And both these challenges of Zodiac Grill, and uh, of course, my MD supported me very well. Both MDs supported me very well on this. Mm -hmm. That we had the concept of pay as you like. Really? Zodiac Grill. Okay. We never gave the bill to the guest. I thought, let the customer decide what your food and service is worth. Oh, this was like a this was like something that was momentary, or this was like something that was. Uh... We planned it. We said, oh, okay. no, we don't want to put the pricing on the menu. Okay. And uh, the concept was pay as you like. Hmm. Only the slip came at the end of the meal, and you write the amount, and we'll raise the bill according to that. Beautiful. Okay. And minded people paid more. Oh. People paid much more than what we expected. Wow. So I'm assuming because you because you bought in all these different cuisines, um, where did you do the research for all of this? Like, did you travel extensively outside or was Oman a deciding factor for this? How was it like? I think from Oman also, I got a chance that I used to travel to Dubai very often. Correct. Dubai was also coming up. Hmm. New hotels were coming up. I traveled to Bahrain too for the exhibitions. I traveled to Hong Kong, Singapore to see what's happening in the world. In Hong Kong, Singapore and Thailand were the best in the food and service. Yeah. If it was the hospitality, people would take the names of the hotels. Seven out of the best top 10 hotels in the world were in Far East. Yeah, and I think one of my favorite bits of cuisine also, Thai is, I love it. I mean, I was trained in Peninsula, Hong Kong, in Gaddy's restaurant in the 80s. Oh, wow. I was trained at the Orient Express, Oriental uh, um, Hotel in Bangkok, hmm. which is was number one hotel in the world for 11 years. Wow. It is a 135-year-old hotel. Beautiful. Oh. So I was trained there for, and I saw the perfection in people. They are precision, perfection, you had to learn from them. Mm. Their chef was there for about 30 years. Same was the case in Peninsula, Hong Kong. Rolf Feininger, the maitre d' of Gaddy's restaurant was there for about 25, 30 years. I mean, he knew the guest by the first name and when he entered. Mm. And that was the recognition you want. And that's what we learned and we taught to our people. Yeah. So the perfection brought the, when these new concepts were coming, people expected newness in the weddings. Mm. They expected, they started expecting a little bit of the mazes counters will be there, a little bit of the Far Eastern will come, and a little bit of uh, Western food will come. How only, besides serving smoked salmon, how can you make the salmon different ways? Mm. Of course. And that's what 
uh, how the seafood can be treated so beautifully. So that was a kind of a culture which we brought. I mean, Zodiac Grill was the first restaurant in the country which had five varieties of caviar. We had a caviar menu. Wow. We brought even the caviar which was done by Shah of Iran. It was called Imperial Caviar. Oh. Specially selected for him with his uh, logo being there. Crazy. So that was a kind of, we used to bring the tray, five kinds of caviar, you choose your caviar, hmm. and we will serve you that caviar with accompaniments. Beautiful. That was a luxury unlimited. Hmm. And uh, this city has a lot of wealth. Yeah. And uh, in India, people spend money on the weddings. So, which is why I was coming to it. Now, in the, in the 80s, as compared to the scene of today, where I feel roughly people have now figured out that they can do bigger weddings, you know, and like it's 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 started booming in the last 10 years but since the 80s there were a few of these weddings that would happen but they would happen on a grand scale that you cannot imagine um, as you said 25,000 people in Vankhede is ridiculous it's crazy now that I think about it you know um, can you tell us some of the craziest concepts you've done back in time you know at that time and someone must have come and said hey man what is this this is crazy you see, every time there was a, some different thinking. Mm -hmm. Whether it was a pre-wedding function, whether it was a wedding function. There was a wedding function in which I told him, I said, let's do a Orient Express. Okay. The train. The, the real train. The, the real train. Okay. Can you tell us what that concept was, at least for everyone who's listening? For, it was a train from Istanbul to Europe. Okay. It would start Orient Express, how it moves mm. from throughout Europe to it goes to. I said, we will make the engine and the bogies. And the actual size of the engine and bogies. Mm. We made the engine as a bar. Okay. The two barmen were on top, mm. wearing a, a driver's uniform. And uh, they will ask for the drink and people are down below. Mm. And they will suddenly come down and serve you the drink from the holding the pole. And serve Perfect. you the drink. Yeah. So the and the engine every five minutes footing is going on engines and everything. Mm. It was about 40 feet engine in the ballroom. Oof. I'm assuming when you pitched this idea, someone must have said, have you gone mad? I think if you're if you're a thinker and if you think out of the box, mm. ideas always called crazy. Mm. Mm. And uh, it's a, it's the way you sell them also. Like it's, it's a, a way. I yeah. mean, we made the train full train bogies, four big bogies, actual platform bogies. There's a railway track. You have to get into the bogie to get your food. That is crazy. So each bogey, the French, the Austrian, the German, and the Turkish food. Each different bogey. Each different bogey. Wow. And on the platform, there are the old world charm chairs and tables lying on the, and the guys are serving like uh, the railway waiters. Hmm. And the coolies are moving around, clearing your plates and everything. That is the concept which you 
Wow. So it's it's theatrical in a way. It's theatrical. It is a, it is not that you just think about a concept. Hmm. When you think about the concepts in different way, the day I thought about another concept was uh, temple cuisine. Temples. Okay. The entire temples of India. Hmm. I traveled extensively to the temples. Hmm. I went to Jagannath Puri, Golden Temple. Siddhi Vinayak, Shirdi, Tirupati. Hmm. And I said, the food you serve over there, from khichdi bok to langarwari dahal to roti to everything, it is so beautiful. Served with so much of love and passion, made with so much of love and passion. Hmm. Why can't we bring this food into the... Hmm. And for the wedding day, for a lot of people, it is very pure kind of a thing, hmm. a occasion which is purity, this, everything. And as such, we do the feras and everything which is evolving. So I did that wedding for two people. And I bought the prasadam from each temple. It was given to each guest when they were leaving. Beautiful. As a souvenir kind of a thing, as a gift, that if you can't go to God, God has come to you. Wow. So when you make these kind of concepts, concepts of, um, I did the wheels. Correct. Every what about kind it? of a wheel. Okay. Was brought in. Okay. The entire Victoria was brought in. Victoria as in the? Victoria. Ah, ah, okay, okay. The okay. horse carriage. Of course, of course, of course. In the ballroom. From an auto rickshaw driver to old Premier Padmani. Mm. And the entire food was served mm. on that. In the cars, in the wheels, the truck tires were kept over there. Ultra truck tires where you could sit also as a table or the chair, you could use it. Wow. So this was the wheels as a theme. Mm. What I what I like is the fact that all your concepts, at least the the last three concepts that you've told me, especially the temple one, they have so much depth in them, and it's you know it's not like it's just like it's it's shallow, like it's not made for that day. It's just so much depth in and thought put into the um, how many how much time does it take you to conjure up a concept? Firstly, um, and how like. Are you one of those people who's absolutely perfect about it? Like you will, you will want. Like, are you a perfectionist um, when it comes to executing something like this? Either I do it well or I don't do it. Okay. There's nothing in between. There's no ambiguity. Okay. Either do it well, <clears throat> score at least score, try to score hundred percent. Hmm. And the, I we think, can't substitute anything. I think that's what's reflected also in in these these many years of cooking that 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 yeah, it's there can't be. You know when uh, Zodiac Grill was opening, uh, mm. souffle was not souffle was one thing which had to be correct. Mm. It took us one year. Wow! In the kitchen, one year, and my MD was also equally fussy. Mm. And one day he came and he tasted the souffle three times and then he told me, now you can ask the pundit, what is the date? Open it. Wow. 
so it is that perfection which is mm. like somebody one day came to me and sir do something different we are doing a wedding and we are doing this thing we did cycle as a theme okay entire banquet mm. there was no buffet table okay we made a road mm. kind of a tarmac mm. grey carpet with the lines drawn like a cycle stand with the markings 72 cycles parked uh huh and on the backrest of the stand there was either a ghee can some dish some live cooking there was no chefing dishes no buffet tables the snacks was served around only on bicycles in the room wow a guy coming on bicycle with a basket in front ringing the bell hot kebabs hot this hot that moving around beautiful the cycle chole it was a idea from my school days okay entire mumbai copied it later on what is what is this concept cycle chole okay outside my school when i was growing up hmm. there was a guy who used to come and sell the chana in a 16 kg ghee tin hmm. and with a cloth wrapped around to keep it hot and he had the kulchas in tied down in the cycle and he would you order and he will take a the dona and dona you will give chana with some and he will give you one kulcha and you eat it hmm. and i said that memory was still there hmm. i said let me bring it back from there to make into a concept of cycles and that cycle chole was brought first time in property in 90s early 90s beautiful in one of the weddings beautiful wow so this was the some cycle then we did for somebody else um uh, it was t3 okay it was technique hmm. techniques and technology technique techniques and technology okay what about it the entire buffet was the glass tables hmm with the leds fitted in them okay on the glass tables mm. whatever you is put in front if there is a caviar if there is a smoked salmon if there is a foie gras if it is a different kind of lobsters in the world everything is looped in and the video is going on how sturgeon fish is caught in russia how caviar comes out how it is processed and the caviar is in front and you enjoy oh it. so it's oh they they okay okay they're showing you where yeah. the origins of it yes <clears throat> then it was a foie gras how goose liver is done how it is processed how different kind of salmons are there mm. in the world what kind of britain lobster canadian lobster those kind of lobster which is there the molecular lab which is there i did the molecular lab in 90s wow Okay that is something I did not know in wow. the 90s unbelievable wow and repeated once more in uh, 2000 people talk about molecular now yeah they talk about dry eyes they talk about this smoke effect mm. 
the effects were given uh, much earlier much earlier yeah. yes we didn't have the instagram we didn't have anything to push and i did it very quietly mm. which the customer understood correct so i want to kind of understand because i feel so i've i've seen two schools of thought i've seen indian audiences like the ones you've encountered that love you know experimenting with food and um these new concepts and stuff and i've also seen another side of it where indian audiences even today don't want to experience that like i did a wedding i hosted a wedding in italy and they did not want to have italian cuisine they had indian cuisine in italy especially when you're at the at the cusp of some of the best cheese that you can get there you know um i mean have you have also dealt with um, like really like you know people who don't want to experiment also then what do you do um, and how do you give them the hemant oberoi experience then give them a different experience for well, one of the wedding i had on the ain cuisine okay what is a, what about this it's a dhobigat ain okay it is a dhobigat ain Mm. with the charcoal inside mm. you heat up the iron and you are ironing the meats which are marinated or the vegetables which are marinated and ironing them in the parchment paper and giving it to the guests really yes <laughs> i cannot imagine <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so i did that cuisine for them mm. i did the indian teppanyakis about 20 years back wow the tawa food parath khana hmm where the only food was done in the parath hmm. or on the griddle cooking everything was live wow then we brought the khad cuisine can you tell us what this is it's about uh, khad is a mitti hmm khad khargosh was very popular in rajasthan okay the old uh, maharajas who used to to the hunting they would rabbit or something and then they will dig it up in the ground and you know in the mitti they will make roasted for mm. few hours and after that they will eat it mm. i took a cue from there i said why can't i create the whole thing mm. mind it i in late 80s i came down to dharavi kumarwada okay and uh, there is still a gentleman i remember kumar which is in nathabai mm. I told him that I I want to make small tandoors. Okay. 10 inch height. Hmm. I want to give the live kebabs on in tandoor on the table. Straight give the whole tandoor. The, okay. Give the whole tandoor on the table. Okay. He says I have never made it. He said I said okay will you tell me how you do this hmm. matka thing? and i will try my hand down shaping it and i'll tell you this is the mm. way it is and i showed him one and he did that wow we made the pots clay pots we baked it at a higher degree for a longer period so that in the cooking they don't crack correct i created the entire cuisine khad cuisine the lamb chicken vegetable dal everything was made and served in that wow <laughs> entire food was made in nadanwer and i brought this concept in lake palace hmm in the neelkamal restaurant 
where the entire show kitchen was only earthenware vessels hmm. wood fire there was no gas no electricity hmm. and mitti ka tawa and tandoor where entire food was made in khad and served in versace plate because we wanted the royalty of that palace of course be. of course so this was the khad cuisine which was brought even in india there is so much in depth thing in our lives mm. we have to come out of this life beyond tandoori chicken and biryani <laughs> i think that is going to be my my headline for this episode <clears throat> that we have to come out of tandoori chicken yes <laughs> i mean uh, for us um, Our national bird has become a tandoori chicken. It looks like yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And I think we're gradually moving vegetarian also. Everyone, yeah. <laughs> that. I mean, I can understand. Uh, you know, we have different religions, we have different castes, communities, everything. I mean, sometimes you laugh, but for what to do? We have no onion, garlic people. Mm. I call them NGOs. <laughs> <laughs> so no garlic onion people mm. so we have to make sure that they are i mean the guys are making sushis everybody is making sushi today left right and center i tell them everything rolled is not a sushi mm. why we serve expensive sushi the right rice koshiburi rice if it is a gari it has to be it can't be a indian vinegar you can use in the sushi mm, of course of course yeah here people do anything i've seen this and uh, so i i remember going for this one wedding and i took it up with the bride like we made a joke about it and i laughed about it i was like what is jain sushi yeah you know you can't eat wasabi you can't eat ginger pickled ginger gari salt roots yeah it's all roots and you can don't want to eat nori mm. because it is seaweed so and you want a jain sushi <laughs> exactly my point so, so i had written an article mm. from sushi to sushi we, we have qualified <laughs> sushi to sushi <laughs> i think that's um, i feel what has happened is that you've you've traveled extensively over the last 40 years you know and amassed all this food knowledge um and i feel a lot of people who have just started traveling the last 10 15 years um that's why you see these new concepts happening and all of that so i feel what has happened is um i mean you've traveled all over the world you know and um, and, and amassed how many countries have you gone to now so far Should we have more eighty five ninety? Oof, that's like the ideal number I want to hit on my passport one day. But um, I want to ask you, which is like your most favorite cuisine? And um, I mean, I feel food is something that you can master, but you know, you still keep learning. Which is the one cuisine you're absolutely fascinated about? I think besides the French, hmm. which is very very. they were the basic uh, look they were whatever we call it a continental cuisine in india we uh, french took pride in making their food mm. and now peruvian i had predicted peruvian 20 years back okay i would have never thought of peruvian by the way yeah. 
I had predicted when I ate first time in New York in one restaurant, and I had eaten ceviche and the sink antiquities for the first time. I said this cuisine will hit the world. I don't know why. Mm. Gradually, there are over five hundred, six hundred restaurant, Peruvian restaurant in U.S. today. Wow. Top four restaurant of the world are in Peru. <laughs> so there's massive food culture there. Yeah. I mean, places like uh, Astrid Gaston and uh, everything, superb food, excellent cuisine, and uh, I love the food there. I could not imagine there were four thousand varieties of potatoes in that country. Of potatoes? Yes. Okay. There are about twenty-five, thirty types of corn in that country. So it's a it's a blessed country when it's it comes to blessed country. produce. Yeah, I mean you can't even Cusco potatoes to mountain potatoes. Each kilometer the potatoes is different, color, sh- shell, outside skin, everything is different. Taste is different. Wow. I mean the corn which is the size of a popcorn, mm. the white corn. Yeah, it's that corn available to there. Oof. So I want to kind of ask you: um, Are you like? I feel this is something I ask all my all all the chefs I know that are you a purist or are you someone who's um, more on the fusion side? Like because I feel now uh, we're so confused with our food uh, ideology. With you know where do we where do we kind of go in terms of? I've seen butter chicken uh, crepes, for example. You know, so and I and I know it's like. I don't know how to kind of because Indian audiences love it and they say this is something different. Where does Hemant Oberoi draw the line? If it's a butter chicken, let it be a butter chicken pure. Thank you so much for saying that. Yes. Do not touch it. I will hate somebody spoiling French onion soup and lobster thermidor. Let it be that. The classics. Yeah. Classical. Don't somebody worked hard for it. butter chicken or dal makhani whether it was mr saraj kapotra or some guys in motimel give due respect to them they innovated it of course you want to call it different you want to innovate differently i did a lot of experiments in my life hmm. when i did cal indian food first time in apollo bar it's a californian indian fusion till that time people did not know the meaning of fusion hmm. nasa A naan pizza was created by me in 1903, 1993. Wow. wow. And you called it Naza. That's a Naza. really nice name, yeah, yeah, yeah. And still, we remember, we Sangvi remembers that. He says, "Yes, Hemant, I still remember that Naza, the roasted popcorn with the roasted uh, corn soup with the turmeric popcorns, the Caesar salad with chicken tikka and paneer tikka was started by me in that time." In '93, beautiful. So the fusion, but you must do your basics must be right. Of course. If you do not know what is how Caesar salad dressing is made, and you are trying to do the fusion, it's a confusion. <laughs> <laughs> it is not. It is not. You are neither here nor there. Hmm. So what is your process like? What is like? Say, say you like a cuisine, and this I'm asking, you know, 
like you you've seen you've seen a cuisine and then do you uh, sit and experiment with it or do you how do you learn the basics and the intricacies or you know um, the stuff about it you it must come from your heart passion. okay okay if you just want to take the ingredients and put it i will not name one chef hmm he did a series with me hmm one of the greatest guys in the world hmm he came to india i'll do this i'll do that fusion this he went to calcutta this everywhere and came back to and worked with me and this is a fish uh in kerala pearl hmm. pearl spot now that is a bony fish if you want to take out the fillet out of that out of every 300 gram fish you will get small fillets like this yeah for 20 people dinner he ordered 200 fish and still he is struggling till evening and the sauce he was making he's put a stock he's putting cardamom okay this is from kerala okay this is cinnamon from kerala okay saffron kashmir okay put it everything is boiling and he's reducing it and Indian flavors with the pearl spot fish, mm. and it reached the guests forty five minutes late. Oh my! They were waiting for one course for forty five minutes. Oh my! Oh my! What a nightmare! And after having that, with due respect, he's a very innovative guy, but went overboard with experiment. Mm. One must know the basics so well when you want to do a fusion of the blending of the things. Mm. it just can't be done i see so many versions of butter chicken these days that i have forgotten uh, my roots looks like can you tell me let's answer this i've always wanted to ask this thing can you tell me is butter chicken supposed to be sweet or spicy what is it supposed to be i have had so many versions and i cannot understand now which one is like the original butter chicken that say you would prefer you see it is not sweet it's got nothing to do thank you the- Uh-huh. The sweetness people added because the tomatoes were sour. Oh, okay. To cut down on the sourness of the tomatoes, mm. people will add honey or the sugar. Okay. I mean, you can't eat that butter chicken Gujarati way. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. So you can't have that. Hmm. I mean, it is ridiculous when people experiment the, this way with the, this thing. It was a pure tomatoes, and when the butter chicken sauces were made, yes, there were two versions. One is a butter chicken masala, mm. and one is a butter chicken by itself, which is a makhani, mm. beautiful creamy butter sauce, made with a lot of, and it is cooked for very long time. to take out the sourness of the tomatoes yeah. and everything you add bit of cashew nuts to strengthen the dish mm. slow cooked after adding butter and the cream you can never boil the mm. and here tak 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 and done <laughs> curry in a hurry is my biggest worry oh my god so you are full of lines i feel you should be doing this podcast because you will do such a great job you got such great lines about everything i mean they want a chatka food no it is not food has to be handled with so much of love and affection mm 
when you want to do you do it by all means can you tell me um one experiment that you did and failed maybe miserably like maybe in the past something you were really like you really wanted to do and it didn't come off as well cuz i'm assuming all the food you've done over the years has gone through a certain bit of research experimentation you see i don't let it come out till i'm not hmm. sure hmm 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 of course I don't let it come. No, no, I'm saying on a personal. It's not come out. No, it is a lot of experiments we did. We didn't. I mean, some dishes you want to bring it out. Mm. So probably when I was trying to match this with this, this with that, and mm. then sometimes it doesn't work out. Correct. I mean, I was making kabocha soup for this place, mm. and kabocha is a Japanese pumpkin, as you know. Yeah. So now it's on the menu. Oh. It's flavored with Thai spices. Okay. Okay. And it's called kabuja cappuccino. Oh, okay. Very nice. And um I wanted the subtle flavor of lemongrass, the chili or the garangal or everything coming out. Mm. Not overpowering. Mm. It should be spicy which can hit the palate of Indian. It should be nicely smooth. And it should be presented well. Beautiful. Yeah. So that's what we do. We make a coconut foam as per mm. we put in the we we bring the kabocha seeds also. Mm. In the moment we pour it, everything floats on top. Yes, presentation people are eating with the eyes. Mm. They must, but the real taste is in the food. Correct. Everybody wants a good-looking girl. Mm. but after wedding she has to manage the <laughs> yeah. marriage has to last <laughs> yeah so i mean so i have two questions after this firstly since you mentioned all these ingredients what is it that you eat normally on a day to day basis like i mean are you like i mean um like when you go back home what kind of food do you eat like are you extremely particular about your home food also no no i have a very simple whatever and whenever i get the time mm mm 90% of the days i never ate at home except in, in this pandemic when uh, and whatever wife will make it <laughs> she's a very good cook correct and whatever she will make and i think it's fantastic home food is the simplest it's the best i feel the it's best, the most I comforting think. and for me the best comfort is have a nice chapati and dal and some oh, vegetable so good so good so it is uh, not it is um, and sometimes you in this pandemic you wanted to try out lot mm. of things and we would do it and i would joke around and she says oh, you you she would ask me do you know what, how pink sauce is made i said there's nothing like pink sauce in this world mm. she said thank you I'm, for saying this for everyone listening to this thank you i know so many people obsessed with some obsessed pink sauce obsessed with the pink sauce what is pink sauce the leaning tower of le- uh, pizza is leaning more because we have made this pink sauce <laughs> So the day one guest has written on complaint about us that you know we uh, give a ravioli or gnocchi with pesto and we did not put cream into it. I said, where the hell from cream came from Genoa? I said those people will curse me because I've eaten the best freshly made Genoa pesto and they just toss everything into that and it's bright green. and here he wants a cream sauce into that so it is um, i know we have made rasta pasta mm. 
because little pasta has become a hard gadi food now yeah of course live counter food this uh, is yeah it's a live counter uh-huh. it is too live uh, these days because it's gone the chinese way now yeah instant hot garlic pasta yeah. i mean come on yaar do the with the noodle do with the this thing hot garlic with the mm-hmm. that's okay people love it so tell us i know we got side track because your stories are so nice tell us now off late in the last 10 years okay um how have you uh, sort of like innovated with the with the wedding space in terms of doing newer things there in fact i did one wedding recently mm. it was uh, about 100 people sit down dinner beautiful yeah it's, it's a new in meal. thing by the way now i mean it's it's now taking a yeah. little more flight a seven course meal okay jen Oh, okay. And uh, in an outdoor, to keep the temperature going, where in the night every twenty minutes the temperature is dropping by one degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How to give the food hot was a challenge, but I think we lived up to that. Can you give us like little specifics of what what you guys did there in terms of the menu? um considering it's a challenging cook right because jain yeah. food is is a little challenging that way i think the it is the concept how you sell it how sushi on a chair okay mm-hmm. we made small mini chair miniature chairs mm. um you sometimes politicians you know they encourage kissa kursi ka mm. so we thought a chair on <laughs> sushi <laughs> let's play around with it correct sushi chairs and that was their kabucha cappuccino we gave it to them and in fact uh, we made a ravioli in a can which was my innovation oh we served the ravioli in a can okay we seal it and we open the uh, seal in front of the guests beautiful and we had done a polenta mm. and we had done the polenta domes mm. and with a circle on top of the pastry which looked like a mars uh, wow and uh, then we had done the um, chocolate milfi okay i don't know what that is i'm and sorry and it's a different flavors of chocolate the velrona the belgium chocolate and mm. the dark chocolate mm. and we had done that uh, for the desert mm. and i think they love the food they love the concept they love the presentation of the food mm. how are you how are you in the kitchen are you very strict in the kitchen army general types I might not shout, but my eyes say it all. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little intimidating, isn't it? Yes. So I want to know because because one thing I know is that people who've worked with you then really stick with you. Um, how do you manage to source this team of yours? What is what is it that you look at when you when you look at a team, especially because it's multi-dimensional, right? You're also doing the restaurants as well as the uh, the weddings. You know, the, yeah. you need a really strong team for it. How do you source your team? You see, you should be there when they need you, mm. and when you need them, they are. Although the dynamics have changed in the last couple of years, people have become very selfish. Mm. For five hundred rupees, thousand rupees, they will move from one place to another, to another, to another. And uh, fast money they want in life. I only tell them. don't run after money let money run after you mm beautiful and if you are skillful mm 
good in your work money will follow it wow it'll come to you mm and that's how i i think even in taj people stuck around we had hardly less than 4% attrition rate yeah i know because because it's a very well known fact which is why i said i have to ask you this about your team um less than 4% but when it comes to brainstorming these concepts um do you guys all sit around the table and sit and do okay this is the wedding we have this is what we're going to do or does it come straight away from the head of himant oberoi no it comes from me but then we do the experiments okay. with that collectively the, collectively it okay. is a it's always a team effort mm. which uh, brings uh, the results the best results mm. and i had fantastic chefs in taj mm. i had a team of guys who will creative who are very creative mm. like when i was doing 25 years of zodiac grill wow a 25 course menu Okay, for twenty-five couples, for twenty-five thousand rupees each. Wow. In in one night, you have to take out fifty people. Hmm. Food into twenty-five means one thousand two hundred fifty plates have to come out from that small kitchen, and every course is coming in a different concept, different plate. Wow. It's not in the same plate at all. Wow. I cannot imagine. We thought of I thought of all the possible gadgets in my life how to bring mm. we use the toothpaste tubes huh for really? making the purees of the vegetables and bringing out from there. Okay. And you are eating out of the toothpaste tubes. Wow. So this is I mean I want to ask you because for a career that's spanning 47 years it's it's like it's beautiful to think of it because of as i started off with you know the legacy that you've created um how do you manage to stay relevant in times of today then you have to think ahead okay in this race i think 70% of the restaurant menus are the same in mm. this city hmm yeah it is for sure sushi winglets dim sums wrappers wrap and rolls mm. and the winglets they serve with they burn your um, tongue and everything uh, after that you don't even feel what are you eating the chicken wings you're talking chicken about wings. Yeah, yeah of course chicken wings on fire or wings on fire they literally took the meaning yes. of that yeah. so for me it is a if i want to serve sushi here hmm i said why should i we made a sushi tacos hmm nice bite size crispy tacos i'm not giving nori i'm giving all the ingredients of sushi into that hmm we made a open face sushi let people see all the ingredients rather than correct we do nice pipettes we bring let the soya be done with the pipettes wasabi is the gari is the let people see the ingredients and mix them sir mm okay so that's how we think differently even in san diego when i was making indian food i made a dish called takosa takosa samosa okay it was number one seller yeah 
would you consider making like a blast from the past menu you know for everyone i would love to come for this like if if you ever do saying these are the hemant oberoi hall of fame recipes one day hopefully inshallah we'll do it and uh, <laughs> we don't know still uh, i'm not even thinking about that but you know name of the game you keep on thinking every week something new hmm. every week you have to think when we thought of chocolate shawarma i never thought in my little come yeah. out that one yeah chocolate shawarma in the world nobody knew about it yeah i i i mean for me because for me shawarmas even in bombay like don't do it i have to have the ones in oman or dubai yeah and it it it's never never tastes the same now when you saying chocolate shawarma i don't think it sounds very it's appetizing a, i innovated it okay and uh, it's on our menu here oh it is yes nice and it's on our menu in martaban in abu dhabi hmm so we brought that concept over there wow we do um, uh butter chicken in a can over there mm mm-hmm. like a butter chicken it's not exactly but it's called the murkhata pyaz in a can mm. and it's called chicken can can over there mm. so we put all the ingredients seal them and then we put them in the steam the moment you open the can and we serve the nice basmati rice with the yogurt so, as so pomegranate uh, yeah okay. and then we bring out the chicken beautiful in in all of these lovely moments that you've said throughout this amazing episode which has been and this i'm saying because i also know you um, designed the menu for for the obamas yes and that is uh, he's one of my most favorite world leaders that there is um i want to just ask you like how was that experience but apart from that in all these lovely stories which has been the one highlight that you said okay this this is something that is that is amazing in all these years that you've that you've been cooking yes so obamas was a different cup of tea i mean i salute that couple mm. mr president and his wife probably they were briefed very well by somebody mm-hmm. i met them during the lunch after lunch we were meeting the all the 26 11 people were meeting and, and uh, we had kept some appetizers in the room because they arrived at about 2:30 so we were not sure whether they'll have lunch and we sent some snacks and everything 2:30 in the night afternoon afternoon okay so i'm far away and you know how security and into uh, about 20 years. routine yard and suddenly he looks at me and he says uh chef i like the snacks what you have sent in the room <laughs> and uh, we'll see you for dinner <laughs> what was and, your reaction then and uh, me and my team mr tar everybody looking at it <laughs> so uh, uh, yes and uh, the dinner time came and uh, the security guys came and everything and uh, they said you give it to us and we we'll. i said look you cannot assemble this food hmm how yeah. did you decide the menu let's 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 do that like i thought let me give him the flavors okay. of india okay from each one one dish from each corner okay we are associated with kebabs yes we must give different kebabs from from few city mumbai kebabs and we and uh, a flavor of parsi food little bit here and there 
we must give him the crab from the south coast mm-hmm. and i had made a lovely dish when i was one day making the work restaurant worky crab and uh, then we gave him a nice lamb curry and a chicken pulao and uh, we gave him a uh, baked alaska kulfi okay and uh, when each menu we were going through and everything they eventually they said no 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 chef must come up and i'm alone serving them hmm. is it was it intimidating at that time the president no. of the united states oh yes it was uh, i mean they came much uh, 15 minutes earlier than expected i had barely reached and they sat down and i was still laying the table you know their butler didn't know how to lay the table <laughs> and nobody else was allowed hmm. and this was a private dining space for them yes okay and uh, I'm still in and he came he said don't worry about it let's have and uh, each course I would go and tell I explain to them that this is the course which is coming from this part this part and uh, he says chef uh, why were you scared that night of 2611 mm. I said no how did your sons react one is in US I believe and one is in UK when he said this I was wondering the president of united states is asking me about my kids who are in us or uk wow and we went through about a seven course meal then he explained to me he says i also know how to make dal because oh. uh, um, mr jindal and bobby jindal and we we were classmates so he taught me how to make dal and so a lot of things we finished the dinner after seven seven uh, two hours 9:30 in the night hmm. and but uh, was he was he let it i mean it's a very really stupid question to ask but i have to ask you did he did he like the spice or did you have to tone it down no the way i gave it hmm. yeah wow. the, a little bit little bit because it was a 6 7 course meal hmm. it's not uh, the same and uh, after that in fact um, it is nice that mrs obama turned around and she said i'm sure you're carrying the phone or the camera i said yes <laughs> so he she told the butler take a picture of three of us beautiful and that's the picture i have in she is putting hand on my shoulder and mm. you know i am in the center i was standing in one side and both she said oh, no no in the center you are the main hero we are in the side <laughs> so that picture and here when i come down in the night i must tell you this the entire management you know how and i made my face like this and i came down chef don't tell me anything went wrong <laughs> all of us will be killed <laughs> all of us this will happen you know it happened to bush in japan he was vomiting one fellow is giving his comment one fellow another comment i came down to my office sat down very quietly immediately i took the print out of the photograph and uh, all the senior guys sitting in my office but tell us now what happened i am also trying to teach them and after 5 minutes i gave them photograph <laughs> <laughs> so the reaction was like and uh, they are going to sleep i said yes height of it is that next morning mm. 
when president is leaving i'm standing in one part of the lobby near the manager's desk kind of there and they are passing mr tata was accompanying them to show the nano car and uh, mr obama he raises hi hemant how are you thanks a lot for last night it was wonderful meal you know he is a lefty oh my god it was a wonderful meal amazing hmm. and after some time not even one minute michel is following so michel say chef obray why are you standing so far come here let me give you a hug <laughs> for last night <laughs> it was one of the amazing meals and mr tata i'm telling you it was the best meal we have enjoyed wow and what else you want in life when the first couple of the first country mm. they tell you this thing beautiful so it is a some of the things have been i think my journey has been beautiful god has been kind and uh, i've enjoyed every day of it mm. and still i do I think that's 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 fantastic. I just have one last question to ask you and this is because I feel we're we're even this podcast is like building a part of a community this Indian wedding industry but finding out the origins of everyone who contributes to this industry in any way possible. Who are the guys in your space that you're really proud about also who are doing good work? I think there are numerous people who do mm. fantastic things in life and uh, some people we recognize some people we don't recognize in our country unfortunate mm. part is mm, mm, mm. i'm not even talking about the government recognition it's mm. uh, because no, i'm talking uh, from a very personal sort of uh, this thing i mean uh, i admire people i admire uh, qureshi itc i admire um, Jafar Bhai Delhi Darbar what a legend oh i mean come on the guys nelson wong mm you know the guys mr kerker ms obroy hoteliers hardcore mm i mean i admire everybody who does innovate and uh, i mean young chefs are different they are different they are living for more for their name and fame rather than the cuisine mm. we are not doing justice to our food correct to our indian cuisine to take it to a level we are make, trying to make more economic sense of the food we dilute ourselves and we dilute everybody else's food also mm. Mm. true why should we do it will a french chef do it no when he takes pride in his food will a japanese chef do it no we are the only flexible people don't our food is flavors yeah we do not know our flavors and it changes every 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 city every, that you go uh, in every few kilometers the sambar changes in south yeah in this i mean we do not even know anything about maharashtrian food in maharashtra that's true That's Where true. do we know about our food? There's so much to learn, so much to bring about, but nobody wants to do it because they feel if we put this food, it will not sell. 
we are who are so much fascinated by the foreign culture hmm oh, in italy so and so in france that restaurant so and so hmm we have fantastic things to do in india fantastic in india Oof. yeah even in indian food you can do wonders what is your favorite part i know we were supposed to end this episode but i really want to know in india which is your favorite for me i think it's the avad cuisine is my favorite for me it's the south okay i think fantastic there's so much of a food in kerala mm. tamil nadu mm. i mean you go to even to andhra there's so much of food we label south indian food with idli vada sambar yeah that is just bad yeah i mean kerala oh every few kilometers you go to alappi you go to kozhikode you go to vernakulam the food is so flavorful mm. it's so different correct um for me being a south indian i can tell you that it's, yeah, uh, it's it is, beautiful it is beautiful food i never knew till couple of years back till i was doing lot of work on this uh, tanjavur and south cuisine because we wanted to change the menu of southern spice in taj mahal so me and my chefs we went around all over south all over tamil nadu mm. from madurai to coimbatore to everywhere we we traveled to shivaji ganeshan's house mm. okay met mr rajkumar and everybody we had so much of food and so much never knew this wild boar pork everything you know that's available there yeah, it's yeah. available over there what are the dishes available in um, pondicherry what are the dishes available kottu paratha on the road side how it is done differently mm. and kottu paratha is different from tamil nadu and sri lanka also. sri lanka too. it's, yes, it's it is. very 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 different very yeah. very different so mm. there's so much to learn in our food mm. i mean people are uh, fascinated by sushi only yeah i mean that day the some uh, chicken tikka dumplings in uh, one of the restaurant menus i saw he said come on yeah chicken and maharaja sushi who the hell innovated that i don't know what this is there's a chicken tikka in sushi <laughs> i mean everybody will in japan will create uh, have will, they will do harakiri <laughs> will stop us from entering only i yes. feel now next <laughs> i mean we have reached a confusion state ourselves that we, we really do <laughs> but i think i think on that note this has been so nice this is one of my i think um in my last 7 years i think this is now my highlight i think you know um thank you so much for doing this for us and taking out the time um thank you, for speaking thank you. um and just before we leave um what is like where is where do you see the future like what is what is your plans for the future now since you said that you look ahead what are your plans do you like want to give us like a small little glimpse of what is it going to be in the future considering also because of the lockdown and stuff this covid Let, and stuff let's like see how the things move into the direction because just now our industry is in a doldrum mm-hmm. and it is going to take at least a year year and a half for industry to bounce back correct and um, we'll see how the conditions are and how the world will change yeah pandemic has changed the world mm the way we used to think and the way we think now 
and the way we will have to think for tomorrow true it will change true so we do not know but uh, we'll still try to be ahead of the time at least so that i don't become me too <laughs> <laughs> done thank you so much sir this has thank been you. fantastic and um, i'm really really glad thank you so much for doing this and uh, if you ever meet barack obama again please take me also <laughs> <laughs> no we had a good fun uh, with every prime minister or something other is always always there uh, yeah i think i think that's this very good If you've reached the end of this episode and I've heard every word this man has had to say, you're as spellbound as I am and that's a guarantee. Because I admire this man's hustle, I admire the hard work he puts and I had the chance to sit and watch him in his restaurant and it's it's unreal. Trust me, I got goosebumps when I saw him. But it kind of inspires all of us to just do better and better and better. So with that we come to the end of this episode. I hope you had a good time. My name is Vishal Raskina. Make sure to go check me out on Instagram on the VR family. We're going to be putting out a behind the shaadi Instagram page very very soon. But till then, I'll see you on the next one. See ya.